welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. Although man tries to draw the curtain on his activities, loving darkness rather than light, the words of Ecclesiastes are coming to pass. Curse not the king, not in thy thought, and curse not the rich in thy bedchamber. For a bird of the air shall carry the voice, and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. Well, the little birds have been very busy telling the secrets of the governments of the world and revealing what is going on behind the scenes. The reason is, behind all the plans of men, a greater power is at work. We read in Daniel chapter 4 and verse 17, This matter is by the decree of the watchers, and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basest of men. Well, God is a revealer of secrets, and during the past few weeks we have seen the curtain drawn back on the Middle East, and the real fears and concerns of the nations in the Middle East as discussed in last week's Bible in the News. The truth is, mankind might think he can hide things behind the curtain of deceit, but in the end the truth comes out. We read in Hebrews 4 verse 13, Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Well, the Lord has a way of opening doors. He is described as bringing to light the hidden things of darkness and making manifest the counsel of the heart in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5. If the governments of this world think they can operate behind a cloak of secrecy and go against the will of God, they are dreaming. The Lord instructs his people to let your communication be yea, yea, and nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Matthew chapter 5, verse 34. Well, the evil of the world is being disclosed, and those who are watching are given an opportunity to see the finger of God at work. In the headlines this week, we see the prospects of another Lebanon war on the horizon. Reports of a possible takeover in Beirut by Hezbollah continue to hit the headlines. In November, the Jerusalem Post spoke of the strong possibility of a Hezbollah takeover. It would appear that Hezbollah is looking for an excuse to exploit and take over the country, turning it into a Shiite state hostile to the nation of Israel. It was the Hezbollah that launched attacks on Israel in 2006, sparking the Second Lebanon War, which many critics within Israel believe was bungled by Israel's Prime Minister of the day, Ehud Olmert. Not only this, but the rearming of Hezbollah has been in full swing. Ynet News, reporting on many of the WikiLeaks revelations, quoted some of the leaked diplomatic cables. A November 2009 cable from the U.S. diplomatic staff in Damascus stated, Syria's determined support of Hezbollah's military buildup, particularly the steady supply of a long-range rockets and the introduction of guided missiles, could change the military balance and produce a scenario significantly more destructive than the July-August 2006 war. The article went on to state, a particularly grave concern was that Hezbollah had been provided with sophisticated Fatah 110 missiles, which are deadly accurate and would have the capacity to strike most of Israel, including Tel Aviv. Ynet Daily then quoted the New York Times and said that according to a Pentagon official, Hezbollah's arsenal now includes some 50,000 rockets and missiles, including to some 40 to 50 Fatah 110 missiles and 10 Scud D missiles. 
According to the New York Times, the cable notes that Israeli officials informed American officials in November 2009 that if war broke out, they assumed that Hezbollah would try to launch 400 to 600 rockets a day and sustain the attack for at least two months. The newly fortified Hezbollah has raised fears that any future conflict with Israel could erupt into a full-scale regional war. The report said. Well, these fears are reiterated by voices from inside Israel. Retired Major General Eliad, former National Security Advisor to Prime Minister Sharon and Omert, was quoted by the Jerusalem Post on Thursday, saying, "A war waged only as Israel versus Hezbollah might yield better damage on the Hezbollah, but Hezbollah would inflict far worse damage on the Israeli home front than it did four and a half years ago." Our only way of preventing the next war and of winning it, if it happens anyway, is for it to be clear to everyone that another war between us and the Hezbollah will be a war between Israel and the State of Lebanon, and will wreak destruction on the State of Lebanon, as and as no one, including Hezbollah and the Syrians or the Iranians, is interested in this. This is the best way of creating effective deterrence. In a nutshell, another war with Lebanon. Would much be much more damaging than the last one to both sides. Cables from the U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton in February stated, "We are aware, however, of current Syrian efforts to supply Hezbollah with ballistic missiles. I must stress that this activity is of deep concern to my government, and we strongly caution you against such serious escalation." What is interesting is the source of much of the armaments coming into Lebanon and into the Palestinian territories. Ynet Daily reported on U.S. diplomatic cables confronting foreign governments for compliance with Hamas. They expressed repeated concern that the Palestinian terror group Hamas was receiving weapons on huge cargo planes operated by Sudan's Badir Airlines. Despite Sudan's insistence the cargo was agricultural machinery, the United States asked other countries in the region to deny overflights, but Yemen declined, according to the February 2009 cable released to the New York Times. In another, dated April 2009, Egypt accused Iran of providing $25 million a month to Hamas and, terror- and links Tehran to Hezbollah arms smuggling cells. Syria's determined support for Hezbollah's military buildup, particularly the steady supply of long-range rockets and the introduction of guided missiles, could change the military balance and produce a scenario significantly more destructive than the July-August 2006 war, said a November 2009 cable from the diplomatic staff in Damascus. A particularly grave concern was that Hezbollah had been provided with sophisticated Fatah 110 missiles, which are deadly accurate and would have the capacity to strike most of Israel, including Tel Aviv. According to a Pentagon official, Hezbollah's arsenal now includes some 50,000 rockets and missiles, including some 40 to 50 Fatah 110 missiles and 10 Scud D missiles. End quote. Well, Sudan is encompassed within the biblical geographical area of Ethiopia, mentioned in both Ezekiel 38 and Daniel 11 as marching alongside the Gogian host. While Egypt will be on the receiving end of the invasion, we read in Daniel 11 verses 42 to 43, he shall stretch forth his hand upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. 
but he shall have power over the treasures of gold and silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt, and the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps, or following at his heels, as the Tanakh translates it. Ezekiel broadens the scope of the invaders to include Persia and Gomer and all his bands. We read Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Tagarma of the north quarters and all his bands, and many people with thee, Ezekiel 38, verses 5 to 6. Iran is well known to be stirring the pot in the Middle East, but now the bands of Gomer are openly seen as being involved. This week, France was announced as supplying arms to the Lebanon government. The Jerusalem Post reported on Friday, France will supply 100 anti-tank missiles to Lebanon, a government official said Friday, confirming a deal that raised concerns earlier this year, AFP reported. Lebanese Prime Minister Sayad Hariri was informed on Wednesday of the French decision to supply the army with 100 hot missiles that will be used by the military's Gazelle helicopters, the official told AFP. The official confirmed that the missiles will be delivered before the end of February and are being given with no conditions attached, end quote. Well, the news has been buzzing with the growing Israeli military activity in the past week. Israeli aircraft were reported as crossing the Lebanese airspace on Wednesday. Israeli drones performing surveillance were seen flying 91 kilometers south of the capital, Beirut. Israel National News reported on Thursday, the IDF on Thursday evening completed one of the most extensive drills it has held in recent years. The collaborative training event took place in the Golan Heights on the border with Lebanon, which is considered a particular volatile zone in light of recent developments, including a mysterious explosion off the coast of Sidon. Thousands of soldiers and hundreds of armored vehicles dealt with simulated anti-tank missiles, rockets, and mortar shells, as well as motorcycle-riding Hezbollah operatives. So while the pot begins to boil again in the Middle East, we have to ask what the outcome might be. Ultimately, there must be peace in the Middle East, as dictated by the words of Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 8. After many days thou shalt be visited, in the latter years thou shalt come into a land that is brought back from the sword, is gathered out of many people, against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. So while the world is applying extreme pressure to Israel to give up the West Bank, it is the mountains of Israel which will make up the area Israel is to be settled on, according to Ezekiel 38. Somehow, when we don't know how God will bring it about, they shall dwell safely, all of them. It may be that a conflict in the Middle East, beginning in Lebanon, will be necessary to change the arrangement of things and bring peace for a limited period of time. While we cannot predict each move the nations will make in preparing for the great day of God Almighty, we do know that events will soon happen which will compel the nations to do what under existing circumstances heaven and earth combined could not move them to do. They will assume the positions assigned to them by the prophets and fulfill prophecies given millennia ago, ultimately ushering in the kingdom of God on earth. May that day be soon, and may we all be found watching and keeping our garments. This has been Jonathan Bowen joining you for the Bible in the News.